clients aren't necessarily going to leave because your prices are quote unquote unquote, high. They're going to leave because they felt blindsided by your prices. Yeah. Or they're inconsistent. And they're inconsistent. Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're going to get when they come in. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Hi, Abby. Hi. (laughs) Start over. I can't even get my face right. That's it. That was it. That was it. No, I, I just, you know, there was so much enthusiasm in my voice because I'm so excited. Didn't really come out like that. No. Did it sound like I was dying? It was a little weird. It was just a little weird. I hate you. (laughs) She's like, no, we're not deleting that. We're keeping that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, well, the enthusiasm in my voice is because if mm-hmm. you've been listening to our episodes in the last one, we talked about this awesome thing we are doing. Um, we are doing mini one-on-one coaching sessions on the podcast live. On air. Live. Yes. Well, not live. Live for us, but not live for the listeners. But yes, on air. Well, live for them, the person there too. Yeah. What are we trying? I guess I it know. is kind of. Whatever it is, is what it is. We are bringing on somebody to yes. talk with us and we will coach them right here. And then we will put into an episode and, and get send it out to you. everybody who is listening. Um, we have had a lot of people apply and it's kind of blowing our minds how exciting that is. Um, and just the opportunity to really like help other people in our in our industry and give them some of the knowledge that we have learned. Throughout our our... terrible, terrible mistakes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All the terrible mistakes and all the good things we've done. We've done some good things. Yes. We've done some good things, but also just to connect and just to connect on another level with our listeners and um, bring in different perspectives and different kinds of questions and stuff like a different voice. So I'm excited. Yeah. We've had a lot of people um, apply and you can still apply because if this is popular, we're just going to keep this going. So in our um, show notes is the link to apply. You just got to now apply to be chosen. We can't yeah, do coaching you, sessions with can't everybody. can't do everybody. But, but what is exciting, what the other thing that I'm loving about just people applying for one of these sessions is really learning where hairstylists are with their businesses and what their struggles are. And it is what has inspired today's episode because this was like one of the top, um, one of the questions that's in our form to fill out to apply is what do you want help with in your business right now? What are you struggling with in your business right now? And one of the number one things that um, people are replying with is client retention. Yeah, that's such a good topic. Yes, yes. Such a good topic. So today I want to talk about how do we keep people coming back and just really mastering the art of client retention and so that we don't have to really think about it. It's just ingrained in what we do so that we are constantly retaining our clients and gaining new so that we can grow our business in all the different ways that we want. So yeah, I love this topic because I think there are people who listen or more seasoned stylists who just 
have adopted client retention and they don't even think about it because it's yeah. just happening. Yeah. And they're just, and it's like, it's so interesting. And then there's a whole other spectrum of people who are still in this process of building. And that is absolutely one of the most often questions I hear from newer stylists is like, how, not only do, how do I get new clients, but how do I keep them? How do I keep and them I, coming there's, back? That's two totally different things. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to get into it today. Um, so first, like, can you think of a time where you were struggling to have retention or even just felt lost with retaining clients in your yes. career? Yes. When you brought this topic to me, I immediately thought of this conversation I had with my dad. And this was pretty early on in my renting. So when I had gone from commission and then I worked in a suite and, um, he had asked me like, well, it was probably like three years into it. He's He was like, how's business going? And I said, it's really good. Like I'm getting a ton of new clients, but I'm struggling with like keeping them. Mm-hmm. And he like looked at me like, kind of like I was crazy. He was like, well, why? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't know. And he's like, well, I think that should be your like number one job right now is to figure out why they're not coming back. And so from that point on, I like deep dove to try to figure out what was happening. And and there's no real like black and white answer. It's not mm-hmm. just like this is what it is and this is what it isn't. So I do think it takes a little bit of navigating, you know, what's actually going on to figure it out. Yeah, I think it takes just being really um real with yourself and Absolutely. and just taking a look at okay, what is working, what's not working. So first, I I do have like what I found to be the top seven reasons why why stylists or why clients leave their clients or their stylists. So we're going to go over that because I think this this list that I've compiled is very interesting. But um, I want to know what to you what a good like client retention percentage is. Do you ever have you operated your business like that? You're just like. Is it off of a feeling for you? How do how do you do that? It's like that's so. It's when you said, "Is it off of a feeling for you?" You're like, <laughs> I, I was nodding, like, "Yes, it's a feeling." Um, I had done a numbers a while back, and that's when I realized that I wasn't retaining clients. And at that point, it was like I think I only had like a fifty percent retention rate, rate. Yeah. and I was like, "Oh, that's not great." Right. Um, but I'd say now. Most of the clients that I am doing are repeat clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to run the numbers on that again, just because I want to understand it better. Uh, I haven't had to worry about it in a while. So I guess that's right. why I haven't looked in a long time. But there is like time. I was the other day, I so one of my clients post like came up on Instagram. I was like, hmm. oh, I yes, that's I haven't the done her hair. Part. That's yes. the feeling part. Like, well, wait a second. I haven't seen so-and-so in a while. Oh, we've all had that for sure. And then you start to like freak out. You're like, oh no, <gasps> what happened? Why did she yeah. stop going to come yeah. to me? Yeah, I got fired. And then yes. and she did fire me and yes. <laughs> her and her mom. So, and I still don't really know why. I actually do know why. I 100% know why. Mm-hmm. And like, it's one of those though, like I loved her as a person, but I was absolutely fine with yeah, you're not the stylist for her. I was not the stylist for her. That's like okay. it, it wasn't working and I knew it. And every time I saw her on my schedule, it stressed me out. Yeah. So like 
Cause I, her hair was just, it, it wouldn't do what she wanted it to do. And right. I couldn't get it there. And I, that's totally fine. Um, so in those type of cases, it was like, it worked on my benefit. Didn't really think twice about it, but it is, that is the feeling based mm-hmm. retention mode. <laughs> yes. We all, yeah. Even I do that. Cause you know, I love the numbers, but we all have that. Ooh, I just don't feel like I'm retaining. I don't feel like I'm getting a lot of new clients and things like that. Now there are people will say all different types of numbers. For myself, the benchmarks that I like to go off of is I want to make sure that I'm retaining 80% of my Mm -hmm. clients, 80%. Um, Now, also, I look at new client retention differently because if we're going to get... I mean, if you're retaining 80% of your new clients, you are killing it. You're you're doing so, so good. But even if you're retaining a little more than 30% of brand new clients coming in, that's really good. I it's really good because yeah. like we said, these are two, two, two totally different ball games. Yes. And when someone is new and they're coming to get their hair done, it doesn't mean necessarily that you didn't do their hair well, or it, it could be anything. It could, it could be, be a lot the of vibes are off. Like you guys yes. didn't mesh as your personalities didn't mesh. The salon wasn't the aesthetic they were looking for. There's so many things that go into it. So I love that you brought up the difference in new client retention. And, and yeah, we should, we should be retaining repeat clients for sure. And if you're losing to, you should be tracking both numbers because if you're losing um, repeat clients at an alarming rate, there's something seriously broken and wrong in your business. And you need to have like a talk with yourself and be like, what is it? So do we want to get into what I found to be some of the top seven reasons? Yes. And I love when you bring these like top reasons and I can't wait for you to say them because I want to like, now I want to reflect on when I felt like I was losing clients and see if these are the reasons that I came up with. Okay. So these aren't in like a particular order. I just really went off of my own experience um, working with stylists and also um, just read a bunch of articles on this that are written by other industry professionals. So um, the first one that I have on my list is that one reason why clients will leave their stylist is the stylist does not listen. They do not listen. And I'm going to, I'm going to clump this together with another one. Um, So really I have six, um, is they don't listen and the client is unhappy with their results. Number one reason that that is a for sure. And that we know, like if a client stops coming to us where we instantly are like, oh my God, she hated what I did. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so that's, that one's um, pretty straightforward, but some of these other ones are, might not be so straightforward. So, so interesting. Um, so we need to make sure that we're listening, AKA good consultation. That's yes. And, and being honest during your good consultation so that there isn't a question of if you're listening. It's like, I hear you. I hear what you're asking for. Let me explain to you why that's not possible or why that might take multiple sessions. Like really talking it through with them so they don't feel like they're not being heard. Yes. Love that. Such a good tip. I think the best way to show a client that you're listening to them is to repeat back what they said to you. Like easiest, easiest answer to that. Just, okay, so what I'm hearing you saying is blah, blah, blah. Okay, next reason is that clients get bored. So it doesn't mean that they're doing, you're doing a bad job, but you're just not bringing them anything new. You are, they're sitting in your chair and you're just saying, okay, same thing. Mm, Yes. And again, comes back to no consultation. Not so consultation. Gosh, it's all the consultation. And, but I, that one right there that they're getting bored is, is such a good one. And it's it's interesting because how many of us have those clients who, mm-hmm. and I can picture her in my brain right now, she sits in my chair and I'm like, tell me about hair. How are you feeling about your hair? 
And she goes, oh, you know, just do what you always do. Yes. yes. It's like they give you the freedom to mm-hmm. just take the easy way out and just mix up that 7N base color and call it a day. Right. right. So you just do it because it's like, oh, okay, that's easy. She knows she likes it. That's it. Right. Yes. But, but if you t- go the extra mile, take a little longer on your consultation, be like, well, what do you think about this part of your hair. What would you think if we added a few light pops here and maybe added some dimension throughout? And then she's like, well, wait, because they don't know because they we're don't not offering know the it to possibilities. Them. Exactly. And I think one of the most powerful things that you can say to your client to show that you can offer something new and they not get bored is to say, I was thinking about your hair. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. How powerful is that? Oh, do we think about their hair when we're not doing it? Not really. No, but when they're in your chair, you're thinking about it right now. So think about your hair. What if we try to curtain bang? What if we, whatever it is, and they can say no, but they're going to appreciate, even if they say no, they're going to know they aren't going to get bored with you because you're always offering different looks. And if you can't do different looks, then maybe we need to take some classes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I had another thought on the gets bored thing. I just lost it. So we're going to go on to the next one. This one's juicy. Oh, okay. oh that's a juicy one. Okay. So um, one of the other top reasons why clients will leave is their stylist is overly, constantly gossiping about say this. about others, other stylists in the salon. <laughs> yes. So true. So true. So I, true. I cannot. Okay. Oh, I just hit the mic. So hopefully it doesn't translate. I cannot for the life of me even imagine working in a space where the stylists all talk poorly of each other. Like I can't, mm. I, I have never had to deal with that. I You've never been, worked in a place like never, that. Oh, you're so never. lucky. I have been so you're blessed. So lucky. Now, granted, like I don't consider a, a sweet situation because you're in your own space. So it's like, you're not, you know, you're not really interacting with these other people. And I, I really didn't know them that well, but I have worked in three salons where it's multiple chairs in, in a salon and all three of them have had great experiences with the other people. So I, I cannot figure out how that would ever work. And I think it's just crazy that that's what happens, but it's something I hear all the time. Yeah. I, I mean the, the two commission salons I worked in. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, and what it does is it creates just a lot of tension and just toxic behavior and, it's hard. It's a lot of jealousy, a lot of competition. Um, so I think that it is more common than not to have people gossiping about each other da, 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 in the salon. Um, yeah. It, but clients, the point of this is clients pick up on that. Agree. And they feel it. And it's like, it's a major turnoff. It's like, uncomfortable. I would not yeah. like that at all. They feel the tension. That. So yes, if you're sitting there gossiping all day, think twice because it could be hurting your business. It could. Could be hurting your business. Okay. Um, next on the list is a dirty salon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've heard clients say that. Like, oh, I went, I, I was going such and such place. And it's just like, I need to know that it's clean. I just don't know. Like, it, like maybe they're seeing a few things around that don't look so clean. So then it makes you think, well, what else aren't they cleaning? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I've heard that feedback many times from new stylists or I'm sorry, new clients who've sat in my chair. They're like, I was going so-and-so, but it just did like it, it, it didn't feel clean in there. It felt very unorganized and messy. And I just wasn't sure. And I'm like, I totally understand what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Not yeah. that we don't like when we're working, 
we get color, we get, you know, but there's like, there's a difference between your working and the actual all over cleanliness the salon. of the salon. Yes, the yeah. salon like what's the bathroom correct. look like the floors and all that. Kind right. Of stuff. Right. Or sure. One time, um, you know, going in and teaching classes o- over all these years, I've really seen how these other, a lot of other salons are. I don't know if you've experienced that, but mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of shocked. Um, some songs I, it's probably 50, 50. Some salons I come into and they're spotless. Yeah. Absolutely spotless. And then other salons I've been into, I remember there was this one in particular. I was shocked. It was filthy and they are a high-end salon. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is this wasn't, this was a large salon, a lot of chairs, um, very busy, very successful. It's been in business for a long time. I could not believe the like caked on, hair in the corners of the floor, uh, the shampoo bowls. And it, it was a Sunday. So I'm like, you could just see that no one cleaned their stations that well at the end of their week. Like I was shocked. Absolutely Wild. Shocked. Yes. And I thought, wow, that's yeah. crazy. But, um, you know, that's one of the things that like Candy Shaw always says, like she'll sometimes go into her salon on a Sunday and just walk around like she's a client. And I think that that's so smart. Whenever I'm going into my salon and um, working on things during off hours, I make sure to just go around and like, okay, let's look at this stuff Mm -hmm. and what needs touched up or, you know, sometimes this paint needs touched up or. Oh yeah. The paint. Scrub down. Yeah. It's always the paint. Always paint. I can tell you how often I retouch up the walls. Always the paint. Always paint. Okay. So here is the next one. And this one is the main reason I have great retention rates, but if I don't retain somebody, it is because of this. No, okay, not this one. Um, Kind of. No. Yes and no. The first part, no. The second part, yes. So the okay. first part of it is overbooking. Yeah. Yep. That a client will leave a stylist because they come in and they have overbooked And they don't actually have an actual spot in the schedule and they're being shuffled around and they're not really having their appointment time. Yes. They don't feel like they are getting enough out of the service for what they're paying for. I used to work with a stylist that she would take, um, you know, a handful of clients at a time, but she, they didn't all always have appointments. So they were just kind of sitting and waiting. It was, it was odd. And a lot of people um, stuck with her and because she created a name for herself. Um, but I would actually get some of her overflow of the people who are like, I just want an appointment. And yeah. so it, it benefited me um, when I was building, but yeah, that was really um, chaotic for her. The second part of that is being, um, a very booked stylist is why a client will leave mm-hmm. right? because they can't, they cannot get in for an they appointment. They cannot get in. Yeah. So that's what I'm guilty of is yeah, that I, um, my books are full and I book three months out in a time. Um, and so they can't get in with me. And so that's why it's so important to know your numbers. I'm going to take it back to that mm-hmm. because I agree. if you are, over 80% booked uh, retention. I'm sorry. If you have over 80% retention and you're over 80% booked, your actual percentage booked, um, you need to raise your prices. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. love it. Because your clients are going to be leaving you because they can't get in with you. Right. So really, 
and I, if clients are listening right now, just don't listen right now. Um, really you should be raising your prices before a client leaves you because they just can't get in with you. Agree. Yeah. It creates more of an moving on because of price increase. Right. It, and also the price increase does kind of create more of like an exclusivity, right? Like for you and your brand, it's like, okay, well I am in demand and it's time for a race as everybody gets in the real world. It's time for a race. This is how we get ours. Um, and so you're right. Instead of like having them leave you because they They can't get in, in, it's like, I would rather a client, you know, be like, well, unfortunately, like I can't afford to pay these prices. So I'm going to go to your friend here or that's a great option. Yeah. Okay. I like, I love that point that you made. Because this is how it comes more full circle, not just being like, I just would rather them not come to me because they can't afford me. No, it's a matter of setting it up so that like, if I raise my prices and it's not in their budget anymore, I am in control of that conversation with them. And then I am recommending them to the other stylists in my salon, keeping them in the salon, whether you're the salon owner or not, don't you want them to go to one of your friends that you work with in the salon? A hundred, a hundred percent. I do. Yeah. You know, I do too. I do too. You know, I went through um a time period where i had to turn so many people away especially like after I was coming back from maternity leave like i just didn't have it in my schedule and there i was just so booked and i filtered them all out to my friends in the salon and i and they still go to them and i love it i love when i walk in i'm yes. like hey jill like how's it going like catch me up what's new like and i think at first they thought it was going to be like uncomfortable like i'd be like upset but really i'm just like excited they're in the building so i could still talk to them yes. and see them and it i always it's a great atmosphere too yes. it really and I go does over the top to make sure yeah. that they know that i'm happy they're there same regardless yes and i'm always like well so and so is going to take such great care of you mm-hmm. i'm so excited for you and um because when we um our clients move on from us because of our price increase, not so much because they can't get in with us. They are more willing to go to the other stylist because more often than not, they don't think they're allowed to. Right. They don't think they're allowed to. They feel bad. Like, oh, I can't get in with Abby. So I'd like to go to this person, but is that going to be weird? But right. It's happening because of your price increase. And like, I just announced a price increase that starts in January for me. And in that email, I say, if this does not work with the, your budget anymore, I completely understand. And I'd love to have a conversation with you on who I recommend for your hair. And I was just going to say, that is my number one tip about taking control with your price increase yes. is to have that Length that verbiage in the email you send out or in the text you send out or on your website to give them the option to to see other stylists. But I love that you take control of who that's the stylist is because based on their price point and what you think that they can do to their hair. Um, yeah. I just feel like that gives it so much more. Oh gosh, what's the word? I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it it just makes the client feel so much better that you actually care. Yes, that's that's what it is. It's it's showing that like I do care about you and your hair. I understand that this isn't in your budget anymore. Um, but I just want to make sure that you're taken care of and I know your hair. So yeah. it also makes them so, feel so much more confident in that switch because I'm not only saying who I recommend for you, I'm also saying to them, and so I'm going to let so-and-so know, I'm gonna give her um your color formulas and just give her a rundown of what we do. Exactly. And the stylists in my salon never get offended that I'm saying this is how I cut her hair. They want to know. 
Like, of course do they do. What do you do? You know, it's yeah. not an offensive thing at all to be like, no. I'm telling you how to do it. No, I'm just telling you what I did. And then you do your thing. Just, right. it's just information. That's all that it is. Yep. So, so that's why, you know, when we talk about client retention and why clients are leaving, we have to talk about um, when we're controlling the clients leaving, because we do need to be increasing our prices as 100%. our, our um, percentage booked and our retention rates are mm-hmm. at a high rate. Okay. Last um, reason why uh, clients will leave. I love this one. And it goes in with our pricing uh, increases, lack of price transparency. Yeah, I could see that. why they'll leave. And um, when I was taking notes on this, the thought that went in my head, it was this. And the point that I want to make is clients aren't necessarily going to leave because your prices are quote unquote unquote, high. They're going to leave because they felt blindsided by your prices. Yeah. Or they're inconsistent. And they're inconsistent. Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're going to get when they come in. Yeah. So I had a conversation with a stylist. This was like a few years ago. And he would say, I, I charge my client based on how I feel my work was that day. Mm -hmm. He's like, if I was having an off day, I'd take off, you know, 30 bucks. If I did, if I was, if I killed it, I add on 30 bucks. And I'm thinking like, don't they, what? Mm -hmm. Like, how does that work? I would hate that as a client. I want to know. It's also not their fault that you're having an off day or a really great day. Like, (laughs) wait a second. This doesn't seem right. Yes. So it's like, you have to just be transparent. And I know that we aren't because we're afraid to tell them what the prices are. And we're afraid they're going to be upset about that. But I always say they're going to be more mad when you tell them at the end. And, but, but then what happens is client stylists will just do that discount because they feel bad. And then they're emotional, emotional discounting. discounting So I think that the best thing that you can do in those situations is to talk about your prices. Um, obviously if you do an increase, but then if there is a change to their hair, you're gonna do something different, explain to them what that looks like and what the cost is up front. So you don't have to get into that emotional pricing situation at the end. Yes. But I sure. loved your list, but I think we missed one. Oh, what is it? Um, I fired a lash artist one time that I used to go to who used to do my lashes because for an hour and a half while I had my eyes closed, she talked about her personal life and the oh most inappropriate things ever and did not stop talking for a straight hour and a half. I would have my headphones in and I'd be trying to listen to a podcast, anything. I'd tell her, like, I'm going to listen to a podcast. She didn't care. Nope, she didn't care. Just she talk. would just keep talking nonstop. And it was, it was so inappropriate. It was like very uncomfortable. And it, was just took a toll on me and I, she was great, but she had to go. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love that you shared that one. I, when I was like researching all this, that was something that was on some of the lists and articles that I was reading is that the, the stylist will talk too much about themselves mm-hmm. and be inappropriate. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I have had a lash artist do the same thing. <laughs> It's like, I feel like they just get bored. They have like nothing else to do. I'm like, listen, I understand, but put headphones in and you listen to a podcast too. Yes. So, and that's so funny because I knew some other people that went to this person and they were starting to say the same thing to me. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't can't take this anymore. Same. And so I love that you say the podcast thing. I have a lash artist that rents um, in my salon. She's incredible. And um, she actually, I love that she does this. She asks them when they first book with her, what are some of your favorite podcasts? So she plays 
their favorite podcast on her speakers. Oh, that's while cool. She's doing their lashes. Isn't that cool? That's super cool. Yeah. That's super I cool. Know. I love that idea. Yeah. And I, she told I, me about that because she was like, Oh yeah. I, I thought I told you about that. I always worry that you're going to hear because most of them listen to true crime podcasts. Murder. You're, you're like some, yes. I'm like, terrible murder story from my speakers and <laughs> didn't know it's my clients. So That's I so love that crazy. she does that. That is guest experience right there. Yes, it is. And I had gone to a lash place before that and they had this whole verbiage about how you have to be silent during your appointment because the moving of your mouth makes your like eyes move a little bit, that's which I don't true. know if that's true or not. I but think all that's I know true. I'm a flutter. My eyes flutter. Yes. So yes. it's like I was silent and I felt great about it. So I love that. I love that. Well, I just, I think this is always a good topic for all of us to revisit, no matter where you're at in your career, because either you're not retaining clients or you're stagnant or you're retaining too many clients and your prices are too low. So really it's a matter of taking a look at yourself, really thinking about your client experience. And then really what it all comes down to is if you aren't taking ongoing education, none of this matters. Right. We have to be delivering the service and giving them the results that they want above and beyond in order for any of these other things to matter. So stay educated, have a good look at what your experience really is in the salon and um, pay attention to your numbers because it's going to help you see where maybe something's broken and we can start fixing it. Well, hey there, my messy listeners. We've got something super exciting for you. Have you ever thought about getting a little one-on-one coaching session with us? Well, here's your chance. We're offering a few lucky listeners the opportunity to hop on the podcast for a free coaching session. If you're nodding your head thinking, yes, that's totally for me, then head over to themessyhairstyles.com slash messy coaching to apply, or you can tap the link in our show notes. Can't wait to chat with some of you amazing stylists soon.